In this episode, I speak with my YouTube coach, Ernesto Verdugo. He is a great example of how you need to learn from the right people, especially if you want to grow a YouTube channel. You can't treat it like Facebook, like I was. And he shares a process to become a successful YouTuber. Hi, y'all. It's Bridget Cutshaw with Real Things Living. Today, my guest is Ernesto Verdugo. Can you say, say hi, Ernesto? Hello, everyone. Hello, Bridget. Great to be here. Thank you. And when we've talked before, I've called you Ernie. Is that okay? Do you prefer Ernie? Absolutely. <laughs> That's okay. We met uh, guys on through LinkedIn. He reached out to me to try to give me some advice on my YouTube channel. He's really a YouTube expert. He's learned a lot in his process, right? And how did you get into YouTube videos? That's I'm curious about that. We all have different reasons. What is your reason, Ernie? Well, I have been, uh, I have had uh, uh, my YouTube channel for a number of years. In fact, I have two YouTube channels and uh, they never worked. I mean, it was just like, I was just uploading videos and it was uh, uh, like a video depository of whatever I thought. I never really understood what was behind um, the, uh, the incredible tool that YouTube is until the pandemic got started when the pandemic when the pandemic got started i started with a web tv show with my business partner in dubai and this uh, um, web tv show was airing live on facebook so you're gonna say well yeah we're talking youtube not facebook yeah but the thing is i discovered that youtube and facebook were very different very very different than most people exactly as i did also they get them confused. They think that they are exactly the same, but they're extremely different. First of all, Facebook is a feed. YouTube is a library. So whenever you create a live video on Facebook, I mean, it's, it, within two or three days, it's going to be lost and it's going to be very difficult to retrieve it. However, if you record a live in, face, in YouTube, it's going to remain there for a long, long time. And that was that is one of the biggest mistakes that people are doing. So fortunately, we got started with YouTube. Uh, sorry, we got started with Facebook. And uh, what we realized was that... Uh, uh, it was a lot easier to do Facebook than to do YouTube because it, during the during the pandemic we had you know our our show was watched we actually managed to get in every on a daily basis we were doing it on a daily basis when everybody was in real lockdown we got up to three thousand people watching us on a daily basis and we were really amazed we said wow this is just incredible but then when the uh, lockdown started opening up we lost the audience. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when we said, well, you know, let's just go to uh, let's just go to YouTube. And as possibly you and uh, everyone else has, has experienced, you upload videos and you get just a handful of views and that's it. And you have no idea how to do it. Uh, so obviously, the only way out is to try to get some education. So I got as much education as I could and I just couldn't figure it out. I mean, I paid literally about $1,500 in different courses to try to figure out how it worked. I applied every single thing that they told me and it didn't work until my 12-year-old daughter told me, Dad, I think you're learning from the wrong people. And the teachers that uh, she, she was talking about, 
they were people that have millions of subscribers, while the teachers that I was learning from had thousands of subscribers. And that I think is a big, big difference. And uh, that's how I really got started. And uh, I connected with these teachers, which, by the way, all of them are teenagers, possibly early 20s. And you know what? What is very interesting is that the average age of the internet millionaire right now, it's 12 years old. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so that got me very encouraged. And uh, I started learning their, um, uh, their tricks and their... Uh, the way that they did it, and I was absolutely hooked, and I was fascinated. Uh, my my channel for eight months didn't do anything. The, the, the new channel that I created didn't do anything, and then within uh, three months, I got it monetized, and uh, then I said, well, you know, let me try to get some other people to get monetized, and um, uh, within three months, we got, sorry, within, uh, yeah, within three months, we got another three or four people, and then I said, well, you know, I'm going to create a coaching program, and that's exactly when I contacted you. I wanted you, your uh, channel to be one of my case studies and uh, you got monetized. <laughs> it was a great experience. And right, we, we learned so much from the younger generation because they're more in, in, I should say, they're ingrained in this technology. And I was like you, I was treating, I just put it in YouTube videos out there like it was on Facebook because that's, that's kind of what, that Facebook was, was, um, I don't know, more of a, it's a social media platform, like you said, with a feed and YouTube's been around for a while. I, gosh, I'm not sure. I think around 2004, it first came out, but Something like that. it's, it definitely is like a library and people go there to learn things. And it's a, my understanding, it's a great way to people do research to, um, just on every kind of thing that some people want it for entertainment, right? And some people want it for to learn stuff. I'm one of those people I Google, I should say Google, I go to YouTube and Google stuff. But I'm so glad you reached out to me. And what do you think? Because you went through all this stuff, you said you went through all this training, and it wasn't working until you got your 12 year old involved. So what do you think? Um, what did you learn from that? What was your biggest mistake? For well, what I what I realized was that, uh, you know, there's three different phases on video creation in YouTube. I mean, in, in, uh, in Facebook, you just go there and uh, start talking and then you start with the, hello, how are you? Today is Tuesday and the weather is beautiful. In YouTube, that will kill your video. That's just really something that it will not work. I mean, you have to start in YouTube. You have to say, uh, on this video, I'm gonna show you how to do this and this and that. And then you start going into the content. There's no patience in YouTube. So that for me is the most important part. But then what I learned was that uh, real YouTubers have a three-step process of creating their videos, unlike any other platform. So the three phases are planning, execution, and marketing. Um, if you think about it, also a little bit in TikTok, you're required to do something like that, even though you're going to be recording a very short video, because you have to plan a little bit of what you're going to be doing, then you're going to execute and then you're going to market it. So the same thing applies into, uh, into YouTube. So the planning, this is where the whole thing really, really uh, it changes everything. You will never go unprepared or you will never go uh, on. You'd never do it because, of course, time is absolutely of the essence. You cannot just 
uh, ramble or start saying stupid things that are not going to make any sense and people are going to switch off. You have to make sure that you, you get people hooked because the most important is that the most important metric in YouTube, it's retention. And we actually saw it on your uh, on your videos at the yes. beginning. Of course, <laughs> yes. you remember, I mean, within a matter of seconds, you suddenly lost the entire audience. So that is one of those things that is super, super important. So in the planning phase, and this is what I think it's just the biggest aha that I got, was that uh, if you were going to be creating a video, you were not going to be creating a video nilly-willy just because you wanted to do a video on something that you thought it was interesting. One of the things that it really impacted me from these guys was, the thing is, you're not your audience. I mean, imagine a 16-year-old telling you, no, you're not your audience. <laughs> and it's true. How many times we think that we are our audience and we create content which we think it's going to be interesting without really realizing what our real audience is going to be interested in. So there's a, there's a tool that I um, uh, absolutely recommend. It's called vidIQ. And uh, there's a link just below, or if you're listening to it, then you can go to, of course, vidIQ. Uh, anyway, the, the, um, this tool will actually give you all the different keywords that have high search volume and small competition and uh, low competition. So if you start searching on vidIQ, it's going to give you a lot of ideas of what kind of content you should be creating. Don't only create stuff that you possibly think is going to be interesting, but try to figure out what's the search language. Remember, we are still in planning. Okay, that's the important part. So now let's say that we find the, uh, the specific keywords that have high search volume and low competition. Now what we're going to do is we're going to start to create to, to, to get all the different tags that we're going to be requiring for our videos. Now, as uh, possibly you're remembering one of the lessons that we were doing, every video requires 20 tags in order for YouTube to figure out how they can um, spread your content. So imagine that you get every single one of these tags that have high search volume, I mean, 10,000 searches at least, with low competition. So now suddenly your video has an audience of 200,000 people. I mean, 20, 20, 20 at, uh, at 10,000 as 200,000 people that it already has an audience. So you're not making a video just to see who watches it. You have a specific purpose in time. But now here is the magic of this part of the planning. As soon as you have all those keywords, you have not recorded the video, you're going to, you're going, you're going to include those keywords on the script of your video. So what happens is that you basically mention all these keywords during the video, that's on the execution part. And then the SEO is going to be perfect because you have now the, um, the keywords that you have planned, and now you're going to be also putting them into your, into your video. So then YouTube can confirm that what you're talking about is actually the keywords that you're mentioning to, to, um, uh, in, in the system. So the algorithm is going to help you. And then as soon as you have created the video for a specific uh, target, now what you need to do is you need to do the marketing. And on the marketing, you have to think of the package. And the example that you have heard me say before, is uh, imagine that uh, you have an exact piece of jewelry. Uh, one of it is going to be on a generic white box with a blue ribbon, and the other one is going to be on a Tiffany box 
which one is going to make you more excited, even if you do not know what's inside the box. The Tiffany box, right? Yes, because it has a good brand behind it. Exactly. So the, the branding on your video is going to be your thumbnail. Now, the important thing is most people get this story of creating the thumbnail incorrectly. They think that they have to put a picture with a funny face or they have to put a picture with a, with a you know, silly thing. That, that doesn't work. If it doesn't really capture the attention of the person, doesn't matter how beautiful your picture is or how silly your face is, it's just not going to get the click. So what you need to do is you have to create uh, some sort of feeling of curiosity. If you don't trigger the curiosity on people, your thumbnail is not going to be clicked. If your thumbnail is not going to be clicked, this is what happens in YouTube. If you don't have a click-through rate of a minimum of 5% within one week of your video being, uh, of your video being on the platform, your video is going to be dumped into the uh, uh, garbage can of YouTube and it will never be promoted. The abyss. I call it the abyss. <laughs> it's in outer space. <laughs> so that's those, I think, for me, were the, the, uh, the, the biggest uh, learning thing. So if you learn how to do your planning, you learn how to do your research of what people are searching for. If you execute your video correctly, that means that you are... Uh, straight into the point and you're not doing hums and ams and, and you know doing all these mistakes and, and uh, making it longer than it should be and deliver value every single time and then you know how to do your thumbnails how to do your titles correctly how to do your tags correctly then youtube is an incredible tool incredible i mean right now uh, organically it is the single best way in how i am actually getting my agenda full of prospects Wow, that's awesome. I think that's it is a great tool to use and you have to use it in a business perspective, right? Just like if you're selling anything, what do does your buyer want? Not what, like you mentioned, what you want to put out there. And that is where you're going to get the attention. And I, I learned from Ernie guys that I was treating it. I was treating it too much like Facebook, like, oh, this is so cute and cool and put it out there. But it's really more of a, it is a research tool that people are using to learn something. That's really what I've seen it grow to be. And I've learned um, on the, the thumbnails too. It, it's the image, but also I think the font and make it, you got to stand out too, so they can, <laughs> so it makes sense. And it's getting attention, but in a, I think more of a subtle way is better rather than be neg you know, negative. Does that make sense? Yeah. You want it to stand up positively? Yeah. You know, it is, a, I think the clue is it's a channel, yes. not a page. It's a channel. And uh, if we take it, a, you know, a, a couple of uh, years backward, not a year, possibly a decade backward, whenever we, th we thought of a channel was uh, CBS or NBC or BBC or whatever it was. Now, if you think about it with that mentality, Imagine that you go to the NBC or you go to ABC or BBC or whatever it is, and there's going to be only interviews. And there's 24 hours of interviews. Who's going to watch that? Nobody. So if all you're doing is uploading the interviews that you're doing with the YouTube channel without any purpose and without really taking your audience into consideration, your channel is going to die very soon. Yes. 
so what is very important is that you have to have a variation of, uh, of content that you're going to be doing there. So you need to have educational content. You need to have bonding content so that you can actually bond with your audience. You need to have income generating content whenever you have a call to action. You need to create shorts. Shorts right now are becoming super important. Right now, LinkedIn has purchased uh, a platform that is called Jump Rope. Right now, Jump Rope doesn't exist anymore, but they bought, they bought the, turn, the technology. And right now, also, LinkedIn is going to be providing uh, the equivalent of shorts. So right now, it is already in YouTube. It is already, of course, in TikTok. It is already in Facebook. It is already in Instagram. And now, if LinkedIn actually got that technology, that means that this is going to be really the way to the future. In it's, fact, right now, yeah, it's, it's incredible. It is great. And I noticed, too, um, some older videos that I created along, you know, my fun stuff. I saw that YouTube because I became monetized thanks to you, Ernie. I they I took some of those shorter videos and they put it out there as shorts for me, and that's a way for people to find me, like you said, in inter entertainment way, and subscribe to my particular channel. I was surprised that that was done, but they're trying to help because it's like a partnership, right? It's really what it is. It's not mm -hmm. just the person who has a channel making money, YouTube is going to as well. But I was really surprised. Um, all of a sudden, these other videos, I forgot I even made these videos, right? Because I had one of my friends like, oh, you should create a channel. But he that's all he said. And I was just putting some <laughs> random things out there. But the shorts, that's kind of what it, shorts are, right? It's more random info to get get attention to your channel. And I did not know about the LinkedIn thing you mentioned. That is interesting. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's uh, super important. So you have to do uh, educational. You have to do bonding. You have to do uh, uh, shorts. You have to do uh, um, income generating. And you also you have to have some fun stuff, some, something that people are going to really enjoy. So, I mean, there's many ways now you can do that. I mean, the, the important thing is that people are going to connect with you as a person. And uh, if you can provide different kinds of videos and different kinds of entertainment still within your niche, and also not only, I mean, I was talking the other day with possibly one of your competitors is somebody that is uh, only talking about how to publish books. And the entire mentality was, well, I, I'm going to do a, a video about how to publish a book and how to publish a book. And I said, well, hold on a second. I mean, how many videos can you pick, uh, create about publishing a book? Let's try to open our scope a little bit more. How about if we, if you do a video on um, how to use Canva to design a book cover? We actually went into our keyword tool and we figured out that that one has over 150,000 searches. So the idea is, okay, what is your audience actually interested in? I mean, if you go into the metaverse, uh, for example, and you are into uh, gaming, then right now, so this game uh, play to play to earn. And then if you're going to go into NFTs, and then if you actually try to connect the dots of what your audience is, uh, is interested in, 
you will keep your channel interesting. If you keep on saying, well, you know, I'm going to do the interview with John Smith and then tomorrow it's going to be with Mary Johnson. And then the next one is going to be with, it just doesn't matter. I mean, after you have seen two or three um, uh, interviews, it's not going to, it's not going to have an impact anymore. But if you come and say, well, you know, now I'm going to teach you how to do this in Canva. Now I'm going to show you uh, how to set, how to uh, connect with people in, in, in Penguin uh, books. Now I'm going to show you this. Now I'm going to show you that. And you start showing all sorts of different things that might be appealing to your audience, it will start, first of all, keeping um, uh, a very good uh, bonding with your audience, but it's also going to start helping you expand your reach with YouTube. <laughs> right, that is true. I'm still learning from Ernie, guys. So it's, it's a, but it's a constant and, and it constantly changes. And that's why you have to be adapt adapting to it right and i think Absolutely. that's why you're recommending a little you want it to be educational but you also want it to be a little entertaining just because you don't know just like with the publishing or, or books that's that changes a lot as well and it it is so very helpful of what you're doing because it is a i like the way you pointed out to me and and to the audience here that it is like treated like a library it's not just a feed that'll get lost if somebody is searching for something and that's why you mentioned the the uh search language how important that is to find your right audience it, it's just amazing what you're offering and i'm so glad you're learning from we're learning from our kids and you learned from from yours and it's helped helped your business right yeah absolutely well i mean it is right now uh youtube is single-handedly my um my recruiting tool of whatever single thing I'm doing. And it's just so simple because you don't have to be pushy and you don't have to be salesly. All you need to do is provide value, number one, and put a call to action. That's it. That's it. It's really one of the most valuable tools that you can uh, that you can get. I mean, right now, my channel, even though that, and possibly you already know it because I remember that I think after your first week of being monetized, you told me, well, I have made already 50 cents. <laughs> right. That's what it is. The monetization in, in reality is a bit of a myth because it's not really much. I mean, right now, my channel, I think after being monetized for about a year, it makes about 100 to $120 per month. So it's not big money. Yeah, sure, it's nice. But that is not the point. The moment that you become monetized, that means that YouTube understands that you know how to treat a channel properly. And then it's going to uh, give your uh, videos to a lot more people. It's going to share your videos with a lot more people. And if you have a lot more exposure, your business is going to grow. And that's just the most important part of it. And what you had mentioned earlier, it's basically, it's even though you're not making thousands of dollars, it's a lead generator. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, 100%. You're, you're treating it as a business. Yeah. And I think that's a, a great perspective. And that's kind of how we need to, but you're being authentic and, and honest about it. Yeah, right? absolutely. And, and, and uh, as you're saying, as a lead generator, you know, if you, for example, let's say that you're using a link to, um, uh, to promote your landing page on your emails. Many people are not going to click on it because they say, well, there's, there goes another sales page or something like that. But if you send a link to a YouTube video, because of course people are more used to it and they, they feel a lot more comfortable with it, the click-through rate that you get through a, uh, through a YouTube video is a lot higher. So if you combine, for example, uh, the power of LinkedIn 
with YouTube, it's incredibly powerful. Same thing happens with Facebook. Same thing happens with Instagram. People are happy and willing to click on a, on a YouTube video. And if you keep your YouTube videos short and to the point and you tell exactly people what it is about, what's the value that you uh, offer to them, and um, they're going to they're gonna take action. And it is really how it works. It's the power of video. It's the best thing uh, after one-in-one um, conversation. And this is a one to thousands, one to millions. So it's super useful. I, I like how you said that, um, that the email links versus a YouTube link. People trust, I think, YouTube more. Does that make sense? There's a trust factor there rather than just some random email link. People are like probably scared <laughs> to click on it. Like you said, it's a salesy thing. But YouTube, if you use it correctly, they're going to trust you more. And mm-hmm. you're, you're showing your what you can offer. And I really like, love this. And you also mentioned too, the feeling of curiosity. That's what you're trying to create. And I think now after COVID, people are, are craving that curiosity and creativity more and that's kind of why I started doing more like during COVID I'm like well I'm I wasn't bored but I was just curious to keep learning and I think that is so awesome I'm so glad that we connected so where can people find out more about you how they can they connect with you Ernie yeah well I mean it'll be I'll be very happy to take a look at your uh, YouTube channel and give you some pointers and um, uh, if you can just go to bettercallernie.com, like uh, Better Call Soul <laughs> from Breaking Bad, I thought, well, Better Call Ernie, people are going to remember it. It's, uh, it's fairly simple. You can just go there, make a, an appointment. We can have a short conversation. Show me your channel and uh, I'll be happy to help you. I like that. And I, and I think what helps you too with your thing, by the way. That you throw a little bit of humor in there. I think that's important. Rather than being so serious, I think that's yeah, what, if you're mm-hmm. too serious, it's going to, people are going to like, eh, but I like that better call Ernie and that, and you guys you better call Ernie if you want some help with the YouTube yeah. channel, because he helped me. And I, again, I appreciate your time and hope you guys have a wonderful day. Thank you. I appreciate your time and I thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast or leave a comment. Now go have a great day.